0: Welcome to the Rekindle Your Light podcast. I'm your host, Idaiber Orozco. In addition to being a podcaster, I'm also an actor, a soul purpose coach, a human design reader, and an emotion code practitioner. My purpose is to help people reconnect with their inner light and radically transform their lives when they realign with their purpose. If that's something that you or someone you love is seeking, then you can reach out to me at idaiber@rekindleyourlight.com. at rekindleyourlight.com or just find me on social media at ediver. This is Rekindle Your Light. Over 30 years ago, a man stood in a village in Mexico with his grandmother as she crafted a blend of delicious hot sauce. A recipe with only the freshest and most authentic ingredients takes time to perfect, but after years of trial and error, that man mastered his grandmother's recipe and it became a family treasure. Formosa hot sauce. It's my favorite ultimate hot sauce in the world. And now you can rekindle your taste buds and use eDiver 20 at checkout for a 20% discount. I'm certain that Formosa is gonna become your favorite hot sauce as well. Hello friends, this is my first episode for Rekindle Your Light. Even though I have recorded a few interviews already, I wanted to make this my first episode because I want you to understand my story before I can talk about other people's stories. And also because this is the reason why I ended up doing a podcast. I feel like I always have this snapshot on social media of who I am and what I get to offer and what I bring to the table. And I wanted to be able to have a longer conversation for many reasons. I think the main one would be because i being called spiritually to share my voice. I have learned that by sharing my story, by anyone sharing their story, you allow other people to connect. You allow other people to feel identified. You allow other people to reach out and say, wow, I also went through that, or I went through something similar, or just offer support and say, you know what, you're not alone. And I want to do all of that. I want to reach out to people, I want to reach to their hearts, I want to be able to inspire, but also for people to take a second and realize that I did not get to this place of purpose without going through all the stuff I've gone through. A little bit about me, I am originally from Venezuela, I was born and raised there, I went to hospitality school and I ended up getting a job here. Working in the hotel industry. And I did that for many, many years. But my heart and my soul always wanted me to do more. And there was something about performing and acting that has been a part of my life since I was little. And I would put plays together with my neighbors in my building and just create things. It was a super, super, super fun part of my life. I never did it professionally back home. And I decided that I wanted to act. And truly become an actor and I ended up going from Florida where I worked in the hospitality industry I ended up moving to New York but before that happened and the catalyst to my spiritual growth happened in the year 2000 because I lost my sister those of you who have followed me or have, we have been friends for years you know the story probably really well my sister was living in Venezuela. I was living in Orlando, Florida. She was planning to come to live with me. We were in the process of having her finish university. She actually went to the same school that I went to. Her plan was to be in the hospitality industry as well. I think there was a strike or something going on in her university where she was not attending school at the moment. So, you know, what a kid of 19 years old, do? she was hanging out. She was trying to get a job, trying to be with friends figuring things out. And one night she was hanging out with friends and they ended up having a car accident and my sister died. And to me till this day, talking about my sister is a very, very sensitive subject because it's the biggest heartbreak of my life. I suffer other losses and it's life, right? We we all go through these things and, and we all at some point, we're going to lose people, people that we love. And whew, it was 23 years ago and still feels like it was yesterday. So I took it very hard. It, it was many years of numbing the pain and working so hard so that I, a, I wouldn't feel anything that I could just have a normal life that I could wake up and go to work and have an agenda and be so exhausted at the end of the night that I didn't have to think. And this went on for many years, many, many years. It was not until my boyfriend, who is my husband now, suggested to join a theater group that they were doing auditions. And he remembered that from university that I used to act and I used to do plays and monologues and creative stuff. And I say, you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And I went in and I joined the group. And that simple decision changed my life. Because he connected me back to my creative side. He gave me an outlet for my pain. He gave me new relationships. He taught me a lot about myself about what i wanted to do in life and it began the process of healing and this was years later but nonetheless you know never too late right to begin that journey that healing also brought awareness and that awareness was about what i wanted and what i didn't want to do in my life and the next step was new york i was very very fortunate to have a teacher I was attending a program in Orlando where I was starting um, acting, just like basic acting, acting for film, acting for TV, but very basic. You know, I was so green. I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And I guess like people say, sometimes ignorance is a bliss because I thought I was so good. (laughs) I really thought I was that good and it was not until I started working with this teacher that I realized that I was so green and I had so much work to do, but there was definitely something that he saw in me and that he said, you know what, you are very talented, but I think that you need to go somewhere else. And we decided that we could try New York first. LA was not even a part of my my dream at the moment because all I wanted to do was just give it a shot give my dream a shot. I had no expectations. I had no idea even what was on the other side of this choice. And I went to New York. I didn't realize we went there in the middle of a strike. It was the writer's strike at that time. So we're talking about 2008-ish. There was no work. Also, I had just joined the union without even having enough credits, a commercial here and there, but nothing. Nothing that will really justify for me to be in the union, but hey, I was in the union. So might as well just go for union jobs. But then I didn't have an agent. I just didn't know anything about the business. And what happened is that I ended up back into the hospitality world. And that was a blessing in disguise. I ended up working at HBO. It's actually been one of my favorite jobs ever. I started as a full-timer and I started working again, the crazy hours and in the managerial position, I was actually the director of catering. So it was a big job or it felt like a big job. And then eventually I decided that I didn't want to do that, that I wanted to take a step back and I wanted to take it easy. And I just wanted to be there as needed kind of thing. And they were very flexible with me because by then they already had seen my work ethic. They already... Knew me and they wanted to keep me around. So we made it work. We made it work for six years. Some of my favorite work memories are definitely my New York memories. And I went to a program there. I went to William Esper studio. And again, two fantastic years of my life. I got to make some of the best friends that I still have. And Living in New York when you're pursuing art is something that I wish everybody has an opportunity to try. And I'm very adamant about telling people that we're all creatives, that we all have something to offer in the creative space. And whatever kind of art, whatever kind of creative outlet you pursued, you know, doing that in a place as vibrant as New York, it just adds something else to it. So I just, I love New York so much. And then things started to become a little more about the business and I decided that I wanted to try LA and one thing led to the other and and I'm here. I've been here in LA for nine years now. It's interesting because it has made me realize how much those original expectations of just wanting to be a performer, just wanted to do this for fun, have become very businesslike. And sometimes I got to take myself out of it and remind myself why I wanted to be an actor in the first place. And I think that when I connect back to that why, then I take a little bit of the pressure of not working sometimes, right? Because as actors, unfortunately, we don't get to be employed all the time. We barely get to work. You know, and now we're in the middle of a strike. And hopefully by the time this episode airs, it will be over. But if it's not, it is our reality. And and when it's not a strike, there's still so much competition and so much pressure. And there's a lot going on, obviously, because we are in Hollywood, we're in LA. But also, there's a lot of people doing it, a lot of good talented people the best of the best come to do this and i'm not saying there's not best of the best in other cities of course there are but i have heard this expression before hollywood is like the olympics and that's what it feels like and and i have to be able to perform at that olympic level and sometimes when you have other things going on when you have so many distractions when you have another job when you have a family it's hard it's hard to devote your heart and soul the way that an Olympian does to a sport to do that for my art. So, you know, I have my good days and my bad days and I have my days where I am super focused and I can do that. And there are days when I don't, I don't feel like it. And then in 2016, while I was already in LA, I lost my brother. This was also a very shocking death. It was also a car accident and it made me question a lot of things he made me question why these things were happening to me he made me a little resentful when i did approach this new death with a different energy i went out and i tried it all i went to therapy i went to groups i did all the things that i refused to do with the first one and this time didn't feel that much better i still felt this constant pain and sadness and it was so hard it was so hard i could see myself aging in a month i'm like man i look like two three years older than what i was before this and then i i kept going right because that's what i do and that's what humans do we are capable of doing this And I kept going and I kept changing and I kept adding new tools in my belt. And right when the pandemic hit, I was working for a wellness company and we were making the transition now to working from home. And for an actor, what a better gift, right? It's like, yes, you get to work from home. You don't have to be running around to do auditions. You can just do it from home. So I was doing everything from home. And while that was indeed a blessing, there was something that felt heavy. There was something that was just feeling like I was now in this one little room, in this one little place, and I had no escape. And now my creative outlet is combined with my day job in the one tiny space that I had. And I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I ended up finding a fantastic woman who has helped me so much through all this process. She specializes on the emotion code and I had no idea what it was. Talk about the universe sending you things when you need them. I saw a post from a friend of mine who was sharing his experience with her and how much it has affected him in a positive way, especially during the pandemic. And he was just glowing and I was like, ooh, I want some of that. He recommended to read the book first to make sure that it was something that resonated. And I did. I devoured that book. And I think I listened to it like in a day or something like that. And I was like, yes, 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 I'm in. Introduce me to her, please. I, I want her in my life. And I met her and we clicked. And Tara has been one of the brightest lights in my life. There's definitely a before and after what i didn't know is that when i was working with her and and for those of you who have never heard of the emotion code the emotion code is a technique created by this doctor bradley nelson and it helps you release trapped emotions that have been stuck in your subconscious and therefore have been stuck in your body for years and years and years think about layers of emotions that we have put in in our bodies and that have now manifested in ways that are not necessarily positive, anxiety, depression, pain, like actual physical pain. So the emotions get released and then you start feeling lighter. It just felt like magic. My first session with her, I didn't know anything about me. We have never seen each other. I don't even think we were following each other on social media. So there was no preparation. We just showed up and we saw each other's light and we saw each other's heart and there was an immediate connection and i remember how the first emotion that came up when we were doing my session was grief and i just burst into tears i couldn't stop sobbing because i was like how do you know and she's like i don't your subconscious is telling me this and i I remember by the end of the session, my head was just like hanging on my hand because I just felt like this big weight leaving my body. And then I came back the next week and the next week, and we worked together for several months. and as so I was feeling better. So now, again, fast forward, we started working together in uh, twenty twenty around Thanksgiving time. And then we're in January of 2021. I am feeling amazing. I'm feeling probably the best I have felt in, I can't even tell you. I, I was feeling amazing. People would notice. Strangers would notice. There was a magnetism that was really difficult to, to put words to it. People were just attracted to me. It's Simple as that. And I know it sounds so egotistical, but it was the truth and my friends were like what are you doing you're glowing and i'm like oh i'm doing this thing and like i would share it with anybody who wanted to hear and as a matter of fact if some of my friends got into it and they they started seeing Tara as well and then in february 2021 i lost my dad and this was this was another devastating loss for me and i was just at this point of throwing my arms in the air and say okay There's nothing else I can do. I I am working hard to become a better person. I am showing up in the world and, and offering my compassion and kindness and love and hard work and doing all the things. Talk about doing. I was doing it all. And I remember Tara telling me like, okay, stop working so hard. Stop doing. Become the thing. Start being more present. Just be. And that was a concept that I just couldn't grasp. I'm like, what do you mean? Just be. And yeah, that was it. That was that was that was what she meant, exactly. just be, just breathe, just enjoy the moment. And now you're telling me that I have to go through this grieving process again. So, okay, So I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be angry. I'm just gonna be sad. I'm just gonna be upset. I'm gonna be everything I need to be. everything my body, felt I needed to be and I did and I cried and I screamed and I just surrendered I just surrendered to all the emotions I remember I was doing this this beautiful practice that allowed me to connect so much with my dad I was going into his Facebook page every single day for I think I did it for 30 days and I wrote something I wrote something to him And it was, whatever I was going through, it was like, day one, I fucking miss you. Maybe I didn't write that, but I think that's probably what I wanted to say. And it went on and it was so healing for me to do that. It was so beautiful for me to to express my love in a way that felt so intimate, which is kind of like what I'm doing with you guys right now, you know, letting you in. My story, my story that I have never shared in this way with anyone. That writing just gave me, gave me the tools at the moment. And I kept working with Tara. We, we kept doing sessions as soon as we could. And and it felt good. It just felt good to stay on it and, and to, to get rid of those emotions as they were coming in. You know, like I would feel them. I would allow them. I would accept them. I would express them. And then I would release them. There's something that happened when my dad was passing that they might sound a little too woo-woo and too esoteric or it's weird, but I heard the words, follow your light. I heard them. I saw them written in my head. There's no other way I can explain it. I I, I didn't hear his voice. It's, like he, it's almost like if he put the words in my head. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but that's how I received the message. And that message kept popping up often in the next days, during that day and the next days. And I kept seeing lights and I kept having dreams with lights and everywhere I was going, it's almost like there was like flashes going on. I was just taking it in and I put it aside, knowing that I was going to go back to that message at some point. And then months passed. And then I asked Tara one day, I say, do you think I can do this? And she say, yes, absolutely. And I was like, okay. It was almost like I needed external permission to to validate what I was feeling. And I'm here to remind you, we don't. As good as that felt to hear from someone who cared about me to say the words of approval, I didn't really need that. My heart knew exactly what I needed to do. So I did. I went and I became an emotional code practitioner and I graduated on the day of my dad's anniversary, which made it even more significant and more powerful. And I started my practice. And as I started working with clients and I kept working with friends and family, I wanted more. I want to fast forward to what happened afterwards because Sometimes we find what we think is the thing, right? Whether it's a relationship, whether it's the house of our dreams, the career, the job, whatever, whatever we're going after. And we, we get that thing, right? And it's like, yes, finish line. We did it. And now what? And I was feeling that way. So what happened to me was that I got COVID in summer of 2022 and I got very sick. And I got very, very scared. And I honestly thought, I honestly, I am not exaggerating. I honestly thought that I was gonna die. And having that experience was the next iteration of my spiritual awakening. I'm still dealing with the aftermath of it. It messed with a lot of things in my life, um, suffering from heart palpitations. I, I have severe anxiety. I always had anxiety, but this was now like extra anxiety. I had my first panic attack that landed me in the hospital, which I thought I was having a heart attack and a bunch of other consequences that might not even be relevant right now. Because the point that I want to make is that was the darkest night of my soul. Going through loss is no joke. Going through the pain of losing the people that you love the most in your life is no joke. And it's a process that is never ending. As you can see, I got extremely emotional talking about these losses, despite the time that has passed. So time has nothing to do with healing. And I have healed a lot of it, but I still cry. I still feel it. I still miss them. I still suffer. But when we're talking about our own mortality, when you're faced with the possibility of losing yourself, that's a completely different ballgame. And I went through all the rabbit holes and it was the scariest time of my life. I was going crazy. I still had a full-time job and I was trying to maintain everything at once. It was so, 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 so challenging eventually i landed with a really good therapist and a psychiatrist and we tried meds and the meds just were making it worse for me and we decided to do this as natural as possible so i was testing things out and see what was triggering things and we were we were just like trying some things worked some things didn't work and it's a constant process you know i am not on the other side of like yay we did it however Emotionally, I am. The idea of the podcast came because I wanted to shine light in the darkness. And like I said, you know, most people get to see just your highlight reel of the things that are going well in your life. And I'm not someone who particularly enjoys posting content that it's going to make somebody feel triggered or sad or, or I'm not looking for pity or anything like that. But I just felt that it was very important for me to set the record straight with myself about who I am, how I have come to be who I am right now. And hopefully my story will help you feel less alone and know that all of us are going through different things or have gone through different things. And it's not like you're entitled to know everybody's personal story, but I made a choice to share it so that it can give others permission if they feel called to, to share it as well so that we all feel less lonely, that we all feel there is ways to get out of that hole because I've been in that hole, guys, many times as you heard. And those are like the big events in my life. There's obviously a lot of other moments when I felt, how am I going to get out of this? I'm, I'm, I'm so stuck. I have felt that so many times, but the major events in my life that have shaped me and have gotten me to this place of strength and resilience and vulnerability are those moments. And I have so many, many, many beautiful moments in between, so many. And I want to focus on those. I want to focus on expanding my joy, expanding, having fun, expanding positive relationships, positive messages. But I can't get there unless i tell you how i got there and my solo episodes are not going to be all about this darkness i wanted to get it out of the way so that we can get into the next steps. we can get into the other things we can explore better how did i get through things and how my guests got through things so the stories that you're going to hear are going to be maybe touching a little bit on the dark side, but I want to focus on the positive. I want to focus on the beauty. I want to focus on the blossoming. How did that happen? What tools do you use? That's my offering to you. A good friend of mine who you will get to hear her on the podcast. Her name is Desiree. We had a beautiful conversation when I interviewed her for the podcast. She got to speak about her dad and I got to speak about mine. And after we stopped recording... I said to her, you know what? It's so beautiful that we can see their legacy so clear in us, right? And I feel that I won't have that because I don't have children. And she said to me, you have this, you have this podcast, you have the things that you have created and that you keep creating. That is your legacy. I'm just getting like the biggest goosebumps right now. Because that resonated so much. And it made me realize that the legacy, our legacy is what we choose to make it, right? It doesn't have to be another person that that we leave behind. But it's like the fact that we're able to move someone with our work, with our words, what we do with our creative outlets. That is the legacy. There's going to be a lot of those kind of conversations where I get to dive deep into a particular subject and learn how how can we do things in a way that doesn't feel so lonely and so dark and so disjointed from the rest of the world. So I hope you stay tuned and that this episode was of service for you and that you got to know me a little bit more. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Please be sure to Subscribe rate, review, and share this episode with anyone who could benefit. And as always, if you are in need of additional support, just reach out. We can schedule a free call to see if you want to work together one-on-one, or you can subscribe to my newsletter and stay tuned about the events and offers that have come in. Thank you again, and remember, it's during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light.